Welcome in to the PHNX Suns Dive Bar brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo and Saul Bookman. Gerald Bourget will hopefully join us here shortly. And the Phoenix Suns wrap up the 2021-2022 regular season 64-18 and with a loss to the Sacramento Kings 116-109. to Gentlemen, how are you feeling after this one? I feel like that music was way too heavy for uh, for the kind <laughs> of game that it was, but uh, I'm all right. How are you guys? I couldn't hear the music, so it didn't even exist to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling as heavy as that music was. I'll tell you that. Like, sure, we lost this game, but it was a really enjoyable journey overall as far as the regular season. And tonight, specifically, basically our whole entire starting unit sat out. Like, sure, Mikel played a little bit, but did he really play? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have I have no issues with this game, to be honest with you. It is what it is. We knew that the likelihood that the Kings would show up tonight was probably pretty high. I feel like teams, we've been in that boat where you have a bad regular season and you want to at least show out in the last game of the season to end on a good note. We, we're not done yet. So we have no notes to end on. No, it's a, it was a happy note because you take the majority of the season and that's how you, uh, that's how you assess everything right now. You knew tonight was kind of a throwaway game. A couple things that you wanted to see. And I think we got some of that. Um, you wanted to see Cam Johnson bounce back or at least get into a good rhythm he was uh he was pretty aggressive, um, and his movement looked pretty good. So I, I think I'm I feel a little bit more comfortable where he's at right now versus you know you still want the shot to follow at a, at a higher clip, especially from three. But I'm okay with what I saw from Cam, and then uh, Landry Shamit uh, got got the shot going tonight. So good for him. Yeah, I mean, look, you accomplished the one thing that you wanted to tonight. Nobody got hurt, and that's yeah. all that mattered this evening and uh, now it's on to the important stuff and yes Landry Shamit had a hell of a game we'll get to that I'm glad that he has a bit of a rhythm for the uh, you know eight minutes he'll play a game in the playoffs if that I, I did like Cam's aggressiveness tonight and the rest of it couldn't care less about honestly there was not anything in this game that uh, meant anything so well, we won't spend too much time on tonight's game specifically, but as well, take us to the bar. Let's really Let's tip go things to the off. bar. It's the postseason porter. Yeah, that's right. It's playoff time, baby. So clink and drink. Let's uh, enjoy the evening. Enjoy the next uh, five, six days before we get a playoff matchup. Sit back, relax, and uh, and enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if I'm really I, like, you know what, this next week is going to be like, we, we definitely need to disconnect as much as possible because the next two months might be just so anguishing um, as we get, you know, hopefully towards uh close to a title. So, Oh, I'm already nervous. Like this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we got a month of, yeah, that was easy through the first two rounds. And then, uh, serious business in the Western Conference Finals and Finals, but I, I doubt it. I've been down, been down this road far too many times, and and there's no easy path. And I've seen other know. teams, and I've seen other teams that breeze through the regular season struggle uh, in, in the playoffs before. We've seen number one seeds lose to eight seeds before. Like 
not saying that that's that's what's going to happen here and i just knocked on wood calm down everybody but you know like we know that the playoffs are a completely different animal and uh it's it's time to as they say in golf grip it and rip it let's go baby Look at this. Saul is the anxious one of the three of us right now. How the turntables. My goodness, right, Espo? Like, I'm I wasn't feeling good. I, I, I don't know. We got we to gotta get our friend, uh, you know, as, as Jonathan in the chat says, uh, he says, I'm in need of some OGs. We need to get some Saul some OGs. Let yeah. him calm down a little bit for the next week uh, and, I, I will and, say, and have him ready. I will say this. I do feel pretty good. Um, because what I wanted was to see the Warriors and the Grizz play in that two, three matchup. Should they, they get that far. And that's exactly how it's set up today after, after everything fell the way it did. And, um, so that's good. The Nuggets are the sixth seed, the Jazz are the five seed. So four, five Mavericks or uh, Jazz is exactly what I hoped it would be. So we're going to get one of those two in the second round if we get past our first round matchup. So, and Luca has a strained calf after tonight. He got injured, so who knows yeah, that's not great. what what he's going to look like in round one, depending on the severity of that. So uh, knock on wood, touch metal, whatever your proclivity is, uh, not a bad path uh, that we, we wind up with here in Phoenix. Yeah, so the one thing I would just tell you to remember as we go into playoffs is um, the odds are in our favor. When Espo went back and looked at teams who have – um, done similar things to what the Suns did this regular season. The odds are in our favor as far as winning a championship. So just something to hold on to. Like that sure, could be your sure. new, uh, when you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker on your team in the last five minutes, you're good kind of thing. So well, I, I still have, have I still have that. I still have that. But, I think the problem is, is that I just, this is on the heels. Like I'm two weeks removed from coming back from San Antonio, watching my Arizona Wildcats lose in the sweet 16. And so like, the anxiousness of the tournament, I feel like, has carried over now <laughs> to the playoffs. And I just uh, – I'm ready. I'm as excited as I've ever been for the Suns to possibly bring home a title. This is as optimistic about, as I've ever been for the Suns' chances at a title. So let's go. Yeah. Well, there were a handful of things that came out of tonight's game that were really good. Chris in the chat said the game was actually fun in person. Um, the last game of the regular season, I feel like, is always one of the more enjoyable games, win or lose, because it is so fan-centric. Um, and that's just a really cool thing to see. Plus, you could see at the end of the game, like, the fans were really into it. They didn't leave early. They were there. They were invested in the game and cheering them on. And they did make it a little bit entertaining for us there for a minute. It's amazing what happens when a free crap is given away at every time out, too. I mean, you can get real energetic when uh, <laughs> when there's a chance of winning something. So, And then, as you mentioned earlier, there were no injuries in this game. So that's another big thing. And then the icing on the cake, Landry Shamit had himself a game when Saul was in attendance. On our post game show, so Yay! we're gonna work. Landry Shamit, our draft king, king of the game. He finished with a season high, twenty seven points, five assists, three rebounds. He was an uh, was eleven of twenty from the field. Congratulations, Landry Shamit. Saul, so the the floor is yours. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll say this. You know, it's uh, it's I, for the first time all season. Uh, the the path to him having some type of benefit on the floor. 
tonight was the first time because I didn't see his other great performances because I was conveniently gone and I did not see those games. So they don't exist to me. Um, but tonight I liked how confident he, he was. Um, I liked, I liked how quick he could get a shot off that more importantly. And, you know, he looks like he's in a, a better rhythm. So, Hey, give him his flowers. Congratulations, Landry Shamit. You deserve it tonight against the Sacramento Kings in game 82. Was it just me or did Saul cut in and out during that? Oh, he did. At the beginning. Did. I feel like that was intentional too. <laughs> did I cut out? Yes, yeah. you did at the beginning. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. See, I feel like we should make him do it again. Be. It's just no, not but, meant to be, guys. I'm sorry. Look, I, I liked I liked what I saw from, from Landry getting those shots off. If he gets a couple of three-point shots in, in the postseason, hopefully he hits them at that 40% clip that he had since uh, – I think I think Gerald's been saying since All Star break he was right around that 39-40% clip. That's all you ask for him because likely he's going to have very limited minutes uh, in the rotation come playoff time, and you just need him to hit one or two of those, and that could be the difference. You don't need him to have 27 points. You don't need him to have 14 points in a playoff game. You just need him to hit one or two uh, three pointers in a game if he's open, and that's all. Uh, that's all you're going to ask for of him. And so tonight was encouraging that maybe he can accomplish it. Yeah. And I also think one of the things that I liked about Landry's game tonight too, was that he, he never gave up, right? He was a big piece of why the Suns were able to close that gap and make it an exciting game down the stretch. There were a couple moments where he had some, some really good plays. Saul, why are you looking? Why are you giving me a smirk like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just love how serious you get about Landry Shamit and 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 what he did tonight. And um, I I don't know. I'm just giggling about it. I don't know because it, it feels like this give... is such a like the, like this was such an important game. And so I'm just I'm I'm getting about that. I don't know that that's where our heads are at when talking about Landry Shaman. I would say it's more just giving him some flowers where flowers are due for the game. That is he, deserved, my, he deserved them tonight. That's that, for sure. That is where my head is at because he gets to join this illustrious list. Archie Goodwin, mm. Mirza Toledovic, Tyler Ulis, Alec Peters, and Jamal Crawford. He goes up there with that that hollowed list of names for final game big numbers. I mean, this is serious business, Saul. Okay, no slander on Jamal Crawford. Okay, Espo. I will take you hey. out at the knee. <laughs> hey, I, I've already been threatened for bad Jamal Crawford takes before. What's uh, What's new here? <laughs> By, no offense, Lindsay, but by more <laughs> successful people than you uh, as well. Isaiah Thomas came at me for for one of my Jamal Crawford slander <laughs> tweets back in the day. So so I'm used to it. Well, you know. All right, let's take a quick break because I got to tell you guys something you already know. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100, $150 in oh, free bets instantly. Not just That's 100 a, Yeah, no, 150 you clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. So combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet 
up to $10 if your same game parlay does not hit. So DraftKings Sportsbook is where the action is at. Get in the game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, gentlemen, the regular season has come to an end. But before we start getting into the playoff conversations too much, let's take a look back and reflect a little bit. I've got some questions for you guys. I think we're going to just take a little trip down memory lane. First up. I was hoping for some cheesy montage of all the clips from the season. No, that's that's your job. You should have brought that. Crap. I knew I was forgetting something. (laughs) Whoops. Next year. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. All right. What was your fav- favorite moment from this season? It could be on the court. It could be off the court. Whatever. Favorite moment. <laughs> you go ahead, one Saul. No, go ahead. Uh, That's right. uh, mine had to be Landry Shamit scoring 27. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just wanted that look from Saul. Uh, no, mine had to be that 18-game uh, that win streak that, that came to an end in December. That was uh, That was truly special like you that you got to watch something that was so much fun and i kind of got everybody back in the mindset of just where we were over the summer last summer with this team and that run to the finals so i i think that's got to be mine um for me just because of our company and where we're at and who our counterparts are in denver i'm gonna go with books 49 in denver (laughs) and how he basically took over that game and shoved it right down the throat of the MVP uh, or the probable MVP in Jokic, maybe. Um, I just loved every second of that. I loved how he just – he had that look in his face. I love the fact that the Denver Nuggets disrespected him before the game even started, and he took that personally. I loved everything about that game from Devin Booker. Uh, That was was like – and for a team that was relatively not really playing for anything, they had basically all but locked up the one seed. That just gave you a, a glimpse of, of what that dude and that this team is all about, and you kind of saw it again in Utah a couple nights ago as well. And it just that's my, that was my favorite one. So far in the comments, Cam's buzzer beater was one of the top ones. Um, the Wasteland Wanderer said, "Book giving his jersey to Al McCoy the other night." That legit got me in the feels. That was a really good moment for me. My favorite moment was when we heard the story of Bismack Bismack Biombo sharing that he's donating his entire salary for the season to building a hospital in the DR Congo in honor of his late father. That was just a really incredible and thoughtful decision by him. And uh, that was just one moment that I think is going to stick with me for a while because that's I love seeing stories and hearing cool things like that from uh, players spe- specifically. And how, you mean how it wasn't that- Cam's lemonade stand? <laughs> <laughs> How about the 10 game stretch where Bismarck looked like he could have been an all-star center as well. Like everybody's like, that was Oh my too. gosh, how'd we find this guy? That was, fun we too. don't need DA anymore. <laughs> We've got Javel and Bismarck. All right. Favorite game of the season. Uh, beating the Lakers to knock them out of the playoffs. 
I, I just, I, that was fun. That was, it was a, a hell of a game and just fun to, to watch that team completely implode. So yes, it's petty, but I enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with that. Ooh, you go, Lindsay. I got, I got, I need a second. I need a my second. favorite one, I think, was the first game against the Warriors in November when Mikel Bridges just played his butt off. And that was kind of like, to me, felt like the launching pad for Mikel conversations around just what he does and who he is as a player this year. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the, the main moment, I guess you could say, because that all kind of came later in the season. But I feel like that was sort of the launching pad for that. Plus, that was a really fun game. I'll, I'll say uh, two games, but the same team. I think uh, the Suns' performance against the Bucks on the heels of losing to the finals um, to that team. I think the blowout here, first of all, kind of sent a message like, hey, it, it's going to be a different story if you come back this year. And then them going on the road, basically without Chris Paul, um, I think they were they were missing somebody else too. Two guys were missing in that game, and they damn near beat them um, in Milwaukee, uh, except for like a late push by Milwaukee. But uh, they were right there. Go ahead. Book was the other guy missing. Oh yeah, Book. Yeah, and they almost beat them. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that was just a good game. Of, that just kind of shows you the depth of this team, and and even though it was a loss, I just I feel like. I feel like that more sends a message to to yourself just to reaffirm, like, we already know we're good. We already know we should be competing for a championship. The signal that we have reached another level. Yeah. yeah there was a, one other thing I forgot. Uh, that 30-plus point game for Frank Kaminsky. I look, look, I I know it, it, was, it was cheesy, but we had so much fun firing up Kaminsky's Cove after that. <laughs> he had that run – during that week and a half long period before he got injured there. Like that was, that was fun. That was one of those ridiculous moments from the season that, that I really enjoyed as well. Yeah. Nicholas and a few other people in the chat said the Cam Johnson game were their favorite. I, that was such a fun game too, because it was the first time that we got a Cam Johnson game. We'd all been waiting for Cam Johnson to go off in one of these games. And we finally got it. Unfortunately, of course, the injury came from that game as well, but the game itself was really fun. Okay, next up. Did when you, did you go ahead? Hold on. Hold on. You can't ignore Brian's comment. What Brian's favorite game was the post game where Lindsay dropped the F and S bomb in one pod. That was a quality uh, moment as well. So Yes. But it was like a whisper. It was it was Doesn't like matter. a It happened. You're right. Okay. <laughs> when was the moment you knew this team was special? Uh, no. you know, it's got to be after that one and three start. And I had the panic button sitting <laughs> in, uh, in my lap. Uh, and they then proceeded to go, no, 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 you moron. We got this uh, under control. And again, rattled off those, uh, those 18 wins that uh, didn't, didn't lose again in the month of, uh, of October or November and, uh, and just rolled through things. So that's, that's when I went, okay, this is a specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just echo what I suppose said. I remember sitting next to him, and he was like, is it time to hit the panic button? Like, <laughs> I have it right here. And he literally had a panic button right there. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. No, it's one and three. It's four games. We're going to be all right. You know, and, and I remember I remember other points of the season where there was some panic in certain minutes or halves. And it, it just always ended up it was going to be fine because you have Chris Paul, you have Devin Booker, everything's going to be okay. 
And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that 18-game winning streak, I, I think, would be the one, too. To, to be fair, the panic button got put to good use. We gave it to the Coyotes, and they hit Aww. it every other night. So, But they shouldn't have hit it every night. They knew they were going to lose. <laughs> it was panic from the start. <laughs> um, I'm with you guys. That's what I wrote down for my answer was that 18-game win streak. It was just, like, that was so much fun. That was so cool, and it was – you could tell this team was just really bought into each other and cared about each other. Um, in the chat, we had Mike B say the bubble. So way back in the bubbles when he realized his team was special and that's fair, but I think, I think it's even more, this season is even more special than the bubble and last season for whatever reason, it just has a little extra shine to it. Um, okay. Who is your favorite new addition to the team? I, if you had asked me this at the beginning of the year, who I thought it would be, uh, it wouldn't have been this guy. Uh, I didn't have a respect for JaVale McGee like I should have coming into this season. And uh, he is he's a guy that, that gets it, that knows what it takes to be a winner. Yeah, he has those moments that are ridiculous on the court, but off the court, he's a leader in a way that uh, that Chris Paul and – Devin Booker aren't where he can get guys to, to, you know, relax. And, and on the court, he's been able to just do things that I didn't think I uh, was in, was in his bag. He's been great. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the playoffs as well. Uh, I'm going to say Tory Craig. I know he's kind of uh, gone, but then come back and then gone and then come back. Uh, but I just feel like he adds a little bit of a different dimension to this team when they get going. And uh, his versatility to, to play some bigs and also be able to match up against um, some of the smaller guys in the league and, and his energy are infectious. And we're about to see that even more so in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Tori. As well, I'm with you on JaVale. That's my pick, too. I think he just I think he helped this team learn how to have fun off and on the court and while you're winning I think winning makes things more fun in general but it also can add so much pressure onto your shoulders that it almost creates this weird like bubble effect of anxiety and concern and like not wanting to drop the ball and I feel like JaVale made sure that they were having fun while they were also winning and I think that brought this team together even more than they already were and has just made just this beautiful little pie that is the Phoenix Suns in the 2021-22 season. A beautiful little pie. Huh? Yeah. Apparently, apparently Brian in the chat is a masochist. He said Alfred was his uh, guy, uh, a newcomer that he enjoyed most. Either so, that or Landry. He's, he's flogging <laughs> himself, apparently. So. Yeah, the well, the Warg of Wall Street says, I say Shamit because he was a true professional and stepped up when we really needed him. But the majority consensus in the chat is JaVale McGee. Um, but there are a couple of shout outs to Bismack Biombo as well. All right, next up. What is or what was your most embarrassing moment of the season on the show? Uh, well, one, uh, the main one for me was uh, I said F them kids and I didn't abbreviate it. And then immediately received a text from uh, the missus saying, your five-year-old is watching right now. And uh, and that was followed up by a couple nights ago 
making the joke about uh, broken picky, pinkies and kidnapping and then getting the same text and having to explain those things to my five-year-old. So well, you, she was actually watching and she was actually commenting on that live stream. <laughs> yes. So you didn't, you didn't get a message. You got a message in the YouTube oh. chat. Like, hey, yo, what are you doing? Even more embarrassing. Easy now. <laughs> um i can't remember like past last month so it most this is recency bias but the other night when i called gerald girthy as a nickname but then it was obviously other contexts you could take that in as well that was kind of embarrassing more so just annoying i think <laughs> but that one Lindsay, you can just say it. Having to work with Saul and I was the most embarrassing <laughs> part of your uh, of your season. No, first. it's just because I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to lean into the nickname. It is funny, but then whenever I actually say it out loud, it just doesn't. It doesn't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's always embarrassing. <laughs> Do you have one? Saul? Um, I can't really think of anything that that I was embarrassed about. Uh, maybe the shorts. Wearing shorts on <laughs> on the shows is a little, you know. Like especially last time, like people they were gray shorts and people were making comments in the chat, and I was like, all right, I'm never doing this again. So probably the shorts. Yeah, the chat definitely they definitely came for you in the shorts. They they in, they in love, many ways. They love, in many they ways. Love my legs. I don't know what's going on. Uh Josh in the chat said, I will speak for Gerald that his most embarrassing moments are the girthy pictures by the fire. Yes. I probably if Gerald were here, I I would think he would probably bring that up for sure. Yes. I don't know. I think the picture from last show of him on a horse, which was actually the shirtless photo of himself from his own Instagram, was probably just as embarrassing as the fireplace picture. Oh, wait. Brittany brought oh, up a really yeah. good one. She said, I died when, when Gerald didn't get the joke about the fake old tweets. That was so perfect of a moment. Oh, bless oh, Gerald's God. heart. That brought me so much joy. That, that was so funny. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Why is my wife in the chat throwing shade at both of she's us? So roasting you guys, and I love it. I drink. I don't know why she's saying I like. Listen, I'm. I can handle when I'm drunk. Do you she's remember talking about Denver? when we were in Denver? Yes, oh, I remember Denver. You I remember listened back Denver? to it. I was pretty good. I was you were good. so wasted. So my wife Come says on. Lindsay when they were both drunk was the most embarrassing for both of them. <laughs> Probably. I don't think so. Right. I'm going to have to pull that, the, the tape back up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the last question I have for you as far as this past season. Do you guys have any other fun moments or anything you want to kind of give a little love or flowers to before I have my very last question of this game? Yeah, I'd like to pour one out for the uh, Wheel of Monteisms. Yeah, a, that didn't last long. A good idea in, in theory, a horrible idea in practice. And even if we kept doing it, it would have only shown up 18 times this season because it was only in losses. So. Yeah. All right. Last question. Or Saul, did you have anything else? No. No. I'm okay. Good. Last question I have for you guys is since the playoffs are up next, what's your all-time favorite Suns playoff memory from any of them? Uh, Barkley over Robinson in the Western Conference semifinals in 93. Game-winning shot over a great player uh and that was kind of the moment you you knew that they were going to go to the finals he's jumping up and down pumping his fist uh that that one sticks out in my mind if i'm not going with uh obviously recency bias from last season so yeah i, I mean i've got a lot but um i 
I'm going to go with two just because I'm going to cop out. Okay. Number one was, I believe it was 89 um, or 90, one of those two. It was 90. Um, and the Suns finally beat the Lakers um, to get to the Western Conference Finals. They ended up losing the Portland Trailblazers. But I just remember Mark West and, and company getting that final rebound and like this exhale of relief that we finally conquered the almighty Lakers with magic and James and all those guys that, and I was like nine years old at the time. And so that like left a significant impression in my head. And then kind of one round later than what Espo was talking about, just Barkley's performance in game seven against the Seattle supersonics. I that's to me, you talk about MVP type players making MVP type plays and MVP type moments and Charles Barkley, if there was ever during the Michael Jordan era, I still to this day don't believe there's one, there was one player out there that was worth the MVP over Michael, except for Charles, because Charles rose to the occasion on so in so many different ways at so many different times in that season. And man, I think he had like 44 and 21 in that game, and he was just insane. It was just that was my favorite. That's probably my favorite one. So in the chat, we have the Warg of Wall Street said the Marley buzzer beater over the Lakers in 93, the reason I became a Suns fan. And then Tim from Phoenix said Stefan Marbury buzzer beater versus Spurs in game one, 2003. For me, I go ahead, Espo. I would say one other one. Kobe getting clotheslined by Raja Bell. That's a moment that nobody will ever forget that watched that. Uh, it, it just a, a very bizarre thing. Uh, and at the time, somewhat cathartic for Suns fans. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's always going to be the Valley Oop. I know that's recency bias as well, but also I was there in the building, like it just the eruption from the crowd and then how the whole time they were reviewing it, the crowd was just as loud as the minute the ball went into the basket because we had already known the rules. We knew that was a legal play. So we were just celebrating as if the game had already won been won because we knew it had. But then when they announced it, it was like a double excitement. So you kind of got multiple celebrations within one moment. And I don't know, it was just a really cool, really cool moment in time. That's for sure. All right, gentlemen, we'd be remiss if we didn't give some flowers to the Cove crazies tonight. So Saul it is time to take your shot. Presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Yeah, we're a little behind on our COVID crazy uh, awards of the month. Kind of fell asleep after we gave it to Josh. Or maybe Josh was just so damn good, he kind of uh, he, he put a little space between. But I'm not going to say it's really that. Uh, the first one is from February and we would be a little okay we're just gonna put it up there okay so chris the doula is our february cove crazy of the month uh let me tell you something about chris she's uh she's an absolute diehard phnx fan she supports every single show and if you see that picture on the right hand side that is of her um late mother who just passed away about a month ago um and she that was her last ever sporting event was going to a son's game chris is um, the epitome of what we hope our community is all about. They just support what we do. We support them. 
Um, it's it's been a fantastic relationship both ways. So we love you, Chris, and congratulations. Um, and then before you put up the next one, uh, uh, Leah, uh, we have like a, a I'm going to say like a rising star of sorts, somebody <laughs> who's kind of come on in the last couple months and and really been involved in the chat. Um, I'm sure we're at some point we're going to see her at a, at a meet and greet. Uh, she was at the game today, kind of live tweeting, and she was on the Discord, and Sean was at the game, and they were both talking about how how miserable they were. Um, this one's Giselle, Giselle Soto. Um, so major shout-out to Giselle. She's our uh, co-crazy of the month for March. Uh, so we appreciate everything that you bring to the table. Both of them repping PH and X gear. you got to love it. So uh, thank you so much, ladies, for everything that you do and your support of our craziness over here, um, especially this show. So do we have to now retire the Cove Crazies? Is this, is this what we're going to do I, before we I name think, April's? I think from now on, like, we, we, we got we to gotta come up with a different name. And, and I don't know, man. I'm kind of feeling flat girthers. So, <laughs> so get working if you want to be the flat girther of and, the month for April. And if you win a flat girther of the month award, you know what? We will make a flat girther shirt. So every time you see somebody with that shirt on, you know that they they won a major award. <laughs> Sorry to the Cove crazy winners, you don't get jack. No, no, but no. Moving no, forward, no, 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 no. We'll, 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 we'll. Uh, what do you well, call it? Well, it's it's uh, retroactive, yeah. Retroactive, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll 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 go. All three of them will get it. <laughs> well, you guys, let us know. Do you want to be called flat girthers, or do you want to pick something else? It's it's totally up to you guys. At the end of the day, it's your world. We're living in it, so um, let us know in the Society. comments if flat girthers is yours. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um but yeah just shout out to all of you guys like without this without you we wouldn't be able to do this so at the end of the day really all the pull the banks goes to all of you who tune in night in and night out who are members of gophnx.com who reads gerald's articles who come hang out with us in the comments who listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast at you engage with us on twitter like all the flowers in the entire world to you guys, because truly you make this so much more fun than it ever could have been in our minds. So um, thank you. Here are your flowers. One more time well, to put a boat. Go ahead, Espo. I'm just going to say, I got to correct you there. We could do it. We'd just be talking to ourselves and getting paid nothing without you. So I the mean, important things are because of you. Uh, thank you. Thank you each, each and every one of you. Uh, one more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. All right. But uh, hopefully Gerald will join us soon. He is talking with some of the players. I know he got to talk with Landry and Ish Wainwright. Um, also, real quick, congratulations once again to Ish Wainwright. If you missed the pregame show, his two-way contract has now been converted to a normal standard NBA contract. And he will be on the Suns bench and eligible to play throughout these playoffs. So congratulations to Ish. Not a, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Really excited and happy for him. There was a video that came out tonight from the game. Um, it was the first time that the Suns had opened their beach. What do you guys think about it? I mean, we were a little <laughs> unsure about how this would pan out. So what do you think now that you've gotten some visuals? So, so, so real quick. So real quick, 
it just reminds me of when I was an R and R in Qatar, and there was like this little beach nearby in the middle of the desert, and it was just like something for us to like, like pick up our spirits. But it was just like nobody wanted to go play in the 122 degree weather out there, and it was too hot. That's what this reminds me of, and I'm not trying to poo-poo on an idea. Shout out to the Suns for trying to get creative, trying to get something like Milwaukee had last year. I don't know if this is it because when it's 100 and F degrees in the middle of a Sunday at 2 o'clock and the team's playing, do you really want to be out there burning your ass off? Ah. Hey. I'm just pissed off. I should get some royalties because that is Kaminsky Cove just renamed. That's what it is, all right? And I, I'm upset that they've stolen the idea for Kaminsky Cove and just dubbed it Rally Beach. I'm sorry. That's just not cool. I'm I'm 50-50 on it um, right now through the end of May. I feel like it could be fun if you took the right group of friends with you. If it was like a couple or you and one other friend going, I don't know that it would be as fun, but if like, you know, when you go to a spring, a spring training game and you have like seven or eight of like your fun rowdy friends that you can go sit, you know, on the grass behind the outfield, like that kind of a vibe. I could see that through the end of May, but beyond May, I feel like it's just going to be miserable. They better have a fire truck out there with a hose. Yeah. And like, just make sure everyone like, has to be some rule for every beer you drink you have to drink some water too like i'm just a little concerned about the hydration portion of this beach um come june so i don't know there's a there's a joke i want to make but i'm just not gonna it's just i'll I'll save i'll tell you guys after i can't say it but (laughs) (laughs) brain in the chat just made a really good joke said uh mom can we get a deer uh deer district and then mom says, no, we have a deer district at home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the rally beach is. Yeah, I, just, I get that. I don't I don't like getting sand on my feet and all over me to no. go to an actual beach. I don't want to do it while I'm standing outside in 110 degree heat to watch a basketball game on a, on a screen in front of me. Yeah, I mean, the I just... only time is if I'm at an actual beach that I like sand. Other than that, I don't want that anywhere near me. Giselle said she was not okay at the D-backs game with the roof open today. So she said she'll be gone at that rally beach. I mean, in that, you still have air conditioning pumped in with the roof open at the D-backs stadium. So if that's hot and we're at the beginning of April or the middle of April, I don't know. I don't know how May is going to do it outside. Even I might be giving it too much credit for the end of May, to be completely honest with you. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break because we have a new partner in the house. We are so excited to welcome OG's Brands into the PHNX family. OG's is one of Arizona's first scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. OG's seeks to focus on life's opportune moments to consume their product. Those occasions are laid back and relaxing, whether it's being with friends connecting with nature, or embarking on an adventure. They understand that edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, 
go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OGs near you. Espo, you have some milk to pour. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah. So all of you may remember we did this little, uh, you know, best cereal bracket, right? Uh, <laughs> and I was not cool with it in, in the way it ended. It ended with one Lucky Charms as the winner. But guess what? Lucky Charms may be a serial killer. Yeah, that's right. FDA is looking into reports of Lucky Charms making people sick. And I told you it was trash, and you all went with it. So consider yourself warned. Lucky Charms suck. Okay, but if you read the rest of that screenshot, it says there has been no official recall of the cereal, and General Mills insisted has not found any evidence that the complaints are attributed to their products. So I'm just so saying. Basically, so basically all these complaints came from like the East Valley, from one particular house, from a host that lives on this show. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh. There are 139 people who have claimed it, all of which were me, just so I could say this. Lucky Charms suck. Because you're still salty about the cereals bracket. Lucky Charms are bomb. I mean, it wouldn't be great if they're causing people illness. That would be really bad. Cars cars have recalls all the time. They're still okay. It'll be fine. Lucky Charms, the goat. They'll bounce back. That's for sure. Uh, Um, Amanda, go ahead. Oh, I I got one other thing uh, that that I want to shout out here. Uh, Josh, (laughs) did you guys see... Your wife... Your wife is just roasting you right here in front of everybody, calling you out on your own bullshit, saying that you served Lucky Charms to your kid this weekend. She asked for it. She asked for it. What am I? I'm not. I'm not going to upset a five-year-old. We're not not too worried about how sick people are getting. My box of Lucky Charms is like six months old, so you don't have to worry about it. It's not in the in the group that uh, that that came from. So, my gosh. Anyways, forget what. Forget the shade that's coming my way. I've got. I want to give Josh Hunt a shout out because uh, the man must be taking edibles because he updated the pregame show stats. Oh shoot! Finals. Yeah, he tweeted that out about an hour ago. That stuff's nuts. All right. So uh so shout out to you, Josh, for updating updating that. And based on the stats, I will never wear red frames again. They did not win when I wore red frames. So that's awesome. I'm gonna have to go look at that. I loved that. Thank you, Josh, for doing that. So Amanda Amanda said Vogel is fired. And Woj tweeted out Frank Vogel has coached his final game for the Lakers. A decision that's expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday, sources tell ESPN. Lakers' search expected to be lengthy and expansive with no clear initial front runner. Surprised or not surprised? Not surprised. surprised. But I love that tweet. They may tell him as soon as Monday. Right? But he knows already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm going to be honest, though. If players have to find out from Twitter, then front office can find out from Twitter as well. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Front office always finds out from Twitter first. <laughs> it does not, they're no different than the players. But they're the gonna, front office gonna, is the one that's leaking it to the media. 
they're going to go in on Monday. Rob Palinka is going to walk in that office and the whole place is going to be empty and there's going to be a poster on a wall, a swimsuit poster. He's going to pull that up. There's going to be a tunnel. Vogel has already tunneled his way yeah. out of the crypto center uh, and is on his way to a beach in Mexico. He is glad to not be a part of the uh, the Lakers oh, yeah. anymore. I, I can uh, guarantee I, you that. I, I, You know what? We, we sat here and we were kind of shocked when we found out Monty had had opted not to go with the Lakers and he wanted to coach the Suns. I think we are clearly seeing why, even if we didn't get Chris Paul, why he would opt to not try to coach um, LeBron and that crew um, than, than be here with the Suns and kind of build something um, from scratch, essentially. And, you know, he had some good pieces to work with, but – Monty is much wiser than all of us put together. I promise you that. And mm -hmm. he made the absolute right call on this. You wouldn't think it from the optics and from the surface at the time of both organizations, the storied Lakers, and then, you know, you have the Suns with Sarver, but we are, and we're so damn lucky he did. Yeah. So that's the latest from the, what's happening in LA with the Lakers. Thank goodness Monty came here. Coaching and being a part of the Lakers organization, I feel like would be really difficult because there's so many eyes on you and so many expectations and things that are just completely out of your control. I don't think that the blame should be fully put on, on his shoulders there. Well, go ahead. Give me, I'm, I'm going to say this, give me, he's not going to be on the board of odds, but give me Phil Jackson as the guy that winds up sitting on the bench there. Something nuts because – I don't think they're going to be able to get a guy with any true pull right now in the league that wants to go there uh, with LeBron and having to deal with that circus. So I, they're going to have to dig deep to get a recognizable name from the past is my guess. That's fair. All right. We are just a few minutes away from Gerald Borgay joining us with updates from the Footprint Center. So in the meantime, we're going to do a producer surprise. Producer Leah, what do you have for us tonight? Okay, contrary to this graphic, I am not Shane, but <laughs> this question actually is courtesy of him because he's creative, so I asked him for this one, and it's saying on the subject, since Vogel was fired from L.A., if a celebrity could replace him as coach of L.A., which celebrity would you like to see coach the L.A. Lakers? Oh, oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. Will Smith? Will Smith? <laughs> Who else is going to bring you the drama and smack the shit out of LeBron? Let's go. Will Smith all day. I, I like that. I, I like that call. But they already got a celebrity as coach. He starred in a movie last summer. LeBron's already coaching uh, that team out there. But if, if I'm looking at actual celebrity, I mean, crap. I mean, what what's somebody that, I mean, it's already, you know, Nick Cage. Give me Nick Cage. That's it's already insanity in LA, right? It's already beyond belief. So just give me Nick Cage out there. Why not? Nick Cage is my choice. If I was going for somebody who I think would actually like try to legitimately wrangle them in and um, be a sense of calm in all of that chaos, I think I would go with Keanu Reeves. But if we're just feeding into, like, the chaos a little bit, I like Andrew's comment in the chat, Justin Bieber. <laughs> I, 
I like where your head is at, Linz. I would have said instead of Keanu Reeves, I would have said Denzel Washington. Oh, that's Denzel a good Denzel Washington too. would be like, oh, that's how we're going to play this today. Is that how we're going to play this today? Like, I could just see him saying that a, a couple times. Yeah. Shane in the chat says Nick Cage is the answer. So I think I finally won a, a producer surprise if there's a way to win. Look at that. I love how this all kind of like seamlessly tied together because Shane and I definitely did not plan that. Um, so shout out to Shane for being able to read my mind. Uh, Steven in the chat says John C. Riley who was actually in that HBO show Winning Time uh, playing Jerry Buss. I like that call. But what if Adrian Brody goes to the bench as Pat Riley, like he's playing in the show, uh, just to get, like, super weird with things? That'd be interesting. Like, you kind of have, like, a... I don't, what's the word? Like, uh, multiple coaches, like, different characters every single night. <laughs> I, I think that could be interesting. Shane, again, Joe in the chat, Jojo Siwa. That would be interesting. That'd be something. That's for sure. That, Chris said, uh, Chris said, my kids want Charles Barkley. So the Lakers get even worse next year. <laughs> Do you think Charles Barkley could be a coach if he really like, not now, but like back in the day, right after he had finished coaching or playing, he would have no. made a terrible coach. No, <laughs> no. no. Front office. I could. I could see him in the front office, but I could never see him on a. His, his idea of offense was give me the ball, everybody get the fuck out of the way. That's that's not exactly high level um, precision and ball movement. So, uh, no. Any more fun ones from the chat? The Wasteland Wanderer says Jared Leto bringing LeBron into his cult. Jared Leto could be. Uh, <laughs> Would be a method actor. He'd find some coach uh, to imitate. That's for sure. Shaq. Somebody said Shaq in the chat. Yeah. Code says Skip Bayless. Could you imagine that? Skip Bayless trying to coach. Oh, my God. That would be a, (laughs) that would be chaos. Like sheer chaos. Are you kidding me? Uh, Absolutely not. I like John Cena from Code. Um, he killed wrestling and would kill the Lakers franchise. So depending on what side of the fan base you're on here, that might work out in somebody's favor. Oh, my favorite. God. He'd yell at LeBron and then start doing this. And LeBron would be like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you can't see me. <laughs> like, no. Oh, my gosh. Amanda in the chat said, Frank Vogel just said, I haven't been told that shit that he got fired in a post-game interview. <laughs> like, that's that's brutal. That is so brutal. In a post-game interview, like he finds out around that time and reporters are asking him about it. That's mean. Stephen A. Smith would be good. Stephen A. Smith would be good. Uh, In what way? Define good. (laughs) Like he's he would he would only last 10 games because there were there would I would guarantee there would be a fight on the bench. Like AD and um, Dwight Howard went at it on the bench. No, game one, Stephen A. Smith will, would probably just tell guys, like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And then, like, just all different types of things would happen. And then dudes would be throwing. LeBron would be, like, pointing fingers. It would just be ugly. And that's why it would be amazing. Could you imagine the postgame press, press conferences? Quite frankly, and then he just goes off on a – on a five-minute rant that oh, doesn't let any questions in. I love that. He'd be like, he'd sit there and he'd be like, oh, oh, you mean to tell me 
<laughs> that LeBron James shot seven for 59 tonight and we fucking lost. Guess oh. what, guys? Gerald's here. Oh, gotta oh, get girthy with it. Christ, here we go. Hi, <laughs> Gerald. Hey, Gerald, the playoffs start in like 15 Jesus minutes. Christ. Where you been? What do you mean? I was every, quick. Trying to give every <laughs> guy sweet. his 15 minutes back there. Jesus. <laughs> we got three players tonight. Well, tell us what you heard from Monty and the players tonight, Gerald. Yeah, so uh, we talked a lot about Ish, obviously, being the guy that got his two-way contract converted into a real contract. Um, and Monty was saying, you know, he didn't even know who Ish was when he first came to the team, which honestly was kind of a lot of Suns fans' assessment as well. Um, but just the way that he's worked on his three-point shooting off of movement, especially that corner three, he mentioned that he keeps the ball high and um, that that's a big thing that's helped with his shooting progress over the last couple of games, especially. Um, we talked to Ish about having his contract converted, and, and he said, you know, when he got the news, he could hear his mom reacting through the door when he got the phone call before he could even react. Um, and it was a dream come true for him because he said he's dreamt about being on the NBA's number one team. He's dreamt about playing in the playoffs and, and playing in the finals. And so now to be in a position to be able to play in the playoffs with this team uh, he said it's something that he's still kind of in a daze and it's probably not going to hit him until Sunday when he's wearing a uniform for a playoff game. But that was a pretty cool moment for him um, just to have that contract converted. And it was kind of funny because he's obviously well-liked because James Jones peeked his head in the door uh, for his little presser and, and started booing him as a joke. Um, so they're, they're all pretty clearly tight here. Um, and, and it's good to see that he was part of the comeback again tonight. Uh, he had 15 points and knocked down a couple of big threes. He was, said he was surprised Monty drew up another play for him again. So um, all happy things for Ish here. What did uh, what Monty have to say in terms of Landry's performance tonight? Was he happy that Landry finally got uh, to get Saul to admit that he's a halfway <laughs> decent player in one game? A half okay, we'll take it halfway decent. Um, yeah, no, he he said uh, he said they couldn't throw it in the ocean in the beginning of the game, but Landry just kind of stuck with it and started hitting some shots. Obviously, season high twenty seven for him tonight. Um, and Landry kind of downplayed it again as he always does. You know, he he talks about his teammates setting him up. He talks about how the focus for him is defensively and just maintaining the level of energy and the level of play when he checks in. But this is the type of thing that, you know, as a shooter, that momentum can help. We talked about how he's shooting around 39, 40% from three since the All-Star break. So he's been in a much better groove recently, and this is the type of thing. I think he shot five for 12 tonight that can carry over even if the playoffs are still about a week away. Did any of them kind of share any thoughts on the playoffs? Have they looked ahead at all, or were they just kind of in the moment of wrapping up the regular season? Yeah, so Monty said that they're going to take a blackout day tomorrow, which basically means nothing. Stay out of the gym. Don't come here. Uh, and they're going to use that day to kind of recharge. Landry said, you know, he's been on the on a playoff team all four years. So he said that kind of day is important to just unplug, relax, and then set your mind to the task at hand. So the Suns are definitely going to do that with as much time as they have on their hands. Uh, they might not practice on Tuesday as well but guys will definitely be back in the gym by then. And then Monty said, you know, later in the week, we'll definitely have some scrimmage days so that we don't decondition too bad. That's been a pretty key concern for him. Um, and Busy just said, you know, our focus is, is just unplugging and then resetting. Uh, he talked about how much more film they'll watch over the coming days 
and how much they'll just kind of get back into a groove. But he said the playoffs, you don't need a lot of motivation for that. Guys will be ready for that no matter what happens this week. What uh, Are you excited the regular season's over, buddy? I am. I'm excited. I'm going to – I my playoffs start pretty much now because we're doing an article a week this week to prepare for the playoffs. But um, I'm really excited because, you know, especially just, late in that comeback. Just, just one article it? a week? Oh, I'm sorry, one article a day. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, this is a grind. One article a week, man. <laughs> sorry, one article a day this week. Uh, preparing for the playoffs, but I, I was, I am excited because, you know, this is the 26th consecutive sellout here at uh, the footprint center. And you could just feel kind of the energy in this building. Like people were excited for the game, but they were more so excited. Like this is the end of the regular season. Now it's going to be that playoff environment again. And that's really exciting. Cause like I've said many times, I've never experienced an arena like it was last year. And now that this team is even better, I expect the fans to be, even more rowdy when, when playoff time starts. Absolutely. For more on all of that and to read all of Jericho's, Gerald's articles this week, <laughs> I know I can find Gerald in the article. Is that what we're going to do? Jericho's? Oh, did I just make a, a did I make one? Oh, yes. Jericho. Jericho's. <laughs> to read all, all of those Jericho's. Yes. By the way, by the way, Gerald, uh, real quick here, uh, it, courtesy of Josh Hunt stats, uh, the Suns were sixty-two and fifteen when Gerald looked like Nordstrom Pete Davidson. So, uh, congratulations. <laughs> sixty-two and fifteen. Yeah. So we there were a few games. There were a couple. Oh, okay. All okay, right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so for all the Jericho's, head on over to gophnx.com, become a member today, so that you can stay up to date with all things Suns playoffs, Gerald. Before we let you go and say goodbye, we asked um, our favorite moment from this regular season earlier on in the show. And I just want to know what your favorite moment was this regular season. It was probably that's tough because there were so many good moments this season. But I would have to say probably the Devin Booker 49 point game in Denver. Um, that was kind of that was a really cool game just because you saw you heard Devin Booker MVP chance on the road. You saw a huge contingent of Suns fans in the building, and that was right at the crux of, like, Devin Booker is an MVP candidate and is getting disrespected by the media, and it just kind of all converged into a really cool road game. High five, Gerald. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, before we say goodbye, any final thoughts? Let's get to the playoffs. All right, we shall do it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. As always, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review because it helps us out a lot. Our next show will be tomorrow. We'll be live at 2 p.m. on our YouTube channel. So come hang out with us then. We'd love to see you there. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindseySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. 64 wins is nice, but let's do the math. 80 would be nicer. Let's get there. Ahoy hoy. <laughs>